0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Brian.
1: Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about, I guess, bug-out trailers. I don't know. What I was thinking about is, I was thinking about the Old West, the different things, and when they would go to, like, Brave the New World, you know, they're heading out west, the covered wagon, and what would they take? Well, more than bugging out, more than your bug-out bag, I wonder, like, you know, if you're going to start the world, then it's kind of planned, or you know, you kind of have been preparing and prepping and you're like, you know, I live in New York City or I live in LA or, you know, whatever. And I need to get, I need to go because if I stay in the city, I'm going to die. So I was like, well, what could I do to prepare for that? Like, what would I take? And I was thinking, you know, I wonder what the people with the covered wagon, you know, what did they take? Because these are people who did it and survived. You know, right. they're what made America. They're the ones that that built the empire that we have today, made everything great and exciting and, you know, just awesome. So, what can we do to create the new world and really be prepared if we're bugging out? So, this isn't like staging your homestead. Like I understand a lot of us have like a bug out location. Mm-hmm. This is more the idea of you know what? I'm going to whatever national forest, or I, I have a campsite somewhere out there. But what are you taking when you got to do everything yourself?
2: Starting from scratch.
1: Starting from scratch.
2: Right, right. So and, you know, a lot of the the pioneers, that was basically what they're doing. They're leaving everything behind and, and only taking cutting out a new world. Yep. And they said the 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 uh, high end, heavy duty, uh, covered wagons. Uh, could carry up to ten tons.
1: Ten tons I don't. I can never relate. What? What is it? It's t- a lot. Tons a lot. That's where we're going. It's a with? lot. I always go to the bridge and it's like five tons, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that's I go two thousand that pounds times ten. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now, generally, uh, a covered wagon would would carry enough to sustain five people. Okay. That's that's what you're going to when you're you're packing your covered wagon. All right. Now most modern vehicles uh even even you know like a suburban or or something bigger like that you're carrying only five people i don't know if you'd be able to fit five enough you know stuff to, for five Gear. people to survive and and set well, up well
1: now we got iPads and you know all this stuff we got to carry you know what i have is that camouflage recliner like easy boy with the arm yep. thing you got to fit yep. that in there. Well, the
2: truth is when I was looking at some of these covered wagons, a lot of them were bringing like chairs with them, like furniture. They you had always to build see, the house, but they you had the always furniture see, like all the set.
1: rocking chair up on top. Uh-huh. And like the big dresser. Right. But if you load that dresser with shit, mm-hmm. but maybe the good tools for starting over. So, I guess the way I was thinking about approaching this is um you know, let, let's look at what they brought and then maybe what we would bring as the modern day equivalent. Right. Now, the idea, I was looking at one on like the Oregon Trail was mm-hmm. one of the websites that came up and they talked about what your typical person, you know, would would bring and, and whatever. And they said it actually wasn't typically that expensive, you know, what to, to load up their wagon, you know, with right. what they would have. Um they said it'd be like one or two wagons, for like, and they would take like six or seven
2: cows, right? Um, usually right. A that was milk part cow of their food port, and then uh, an source. oxen. Yeah, um, you know one in th- interesting thing I read about the uh, the cows. They said they would take the the heavy milk, and they would just leave it in the in the um wagon as they drove, and it would and it would it. make. Turn into butter Yeah it would turn it itself I've heard such And they would you know Just skim off the top of it
1: Now I don't know that that's Maybe practical you know To load up I mean you've got a big trailer To take some cows with you right Right But there's some other ways to do it I mean you know They didn't have My Patriot Supply That's right Where they could buy A year's worth of food
2: Mm -hmm. Or
1: you know Something like that
2: But you know In the same sense With that sort of thing it, It makes sense to bring You know load up you know, you can get a lot of seeds in a very small area. We're going to you know? get to it. All right. I
1: think we're going to get to it. But I think
2: as far as livestock, mm-hmm. um, I
1: definitely think if you're really planning, you probably want to bring like at least five chickens.
2: Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Now, how would you carry the chickens? Now, how you, you, you throw them in them? a cage,
1: you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I think the way I would do it is uh, like, you know, those little dog crates? Mm-hmm. And you're good just freaking, you know, because— right. You think about when you order chicks, like, I, I don't know. I mail order chicks, actually. They, they sell them at Tractor Supply and that kind of thing. But when I buy them there, I always find that they don't lay for shit. Yeah. Um, I've always had bad luck. So I do all right with, uh, you know, if I buy them from a local farmer. But there's, like, like the website I use is Murray McMurray. Now, they actually make you buy 25 chicks Right. And a
2: shot. Not to be confused with Murray Mayhem. No, different guy altogether. Mm-hmm. Right. He has that
1: great, you know, YouTube channel. Right. We're we're talking about something different. So Murray McMurray has like chicks you can buy, whatever. I don't you're not gonna be like, oh, the end of the world's coming. Let me mail order my chicks. Right. And you know, that it takes a little time and mm-hmm. whatever. But we'll assume you're a prepper if you live in a world where you can have chicks, now I know that kind of works against yeah. my, uh, oh, you're bugging out a New York City thing. Maybe yeah. you don't have some chicks. But whatever. You get some chickens. You're going to throw them in a box. Take about five of them with you. That's a minimum. But we're talking about filling up our trailer and our truck and our right. car. We and can't you know, take a lot of the things, whole world with you know,
2: The us. The pioneers didn't, didn't usually bring chickens with them. Because it was a, a huge pain in the ass to stop and feed them and water them, make sure they got everything, and then pack them back up. It, it wouldn't be reasonable. Modern day, but modern day, right? We're you getting can, there you in can two have days. The, the you drips, know, three days. The, uh, yep, you can have all sorts of uh, feeding equipment that's basic there that you can top off at each. You know, and pit we're stop. not traveling for months and months. Right, we're traveling for two
1: days. You know, mm-hmm. so I also in this perfect fantasy world where I'm prepping and getting everything out. I'm gonna take at least three bunnies.
2: Rabbits are fantastic. Boy for bunny, that. couple girl bunnies. Because you know the the thing about bunnies is they fuck like bunnies. Is that right? Yeah. Like fucking
1: rabbits, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So you know that's something to think about. Um, that's all the livestock I consider essential. Because mm-hmm. bunnies are going to be your meat. We're going to plant some long term food storage. We're going to get into gardening, seeds, and all that kind of shit in a minute. But, you know, we got bunnies for meat. We got chickens for eggs, possibly chickens for meat, too. Um, The right kind of chickens. We can definitely uh, get some meat going there. Uh, Definitely the bunnies have the quick turnover, though. Right. And that's nice. Um, So, you know, furniture, they used to talk about, you know, they would actually sometimes do that. But uh, don't, something heavy you might think about is like a wood stove, right? Um, wood stove might be cool. You know,
2: you probably don't want to bring the piano, the couch, the easy boy, right? But you know, the, the benefit of bugging out in a uh, in a vehicle versus a um, a covered wagon is weight really isn't an issue. Size is an issue, but weight isn't isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, something heavy like that, and you could even if you had a new one, you could even pack the inside of the. Uh, Inside of the oven with other things You know
1: Right um, So this is what uh, what they said For like a family of four And this is off uh, this Oregon Trail Website mm-hmm. um, that I went to They said Like 600 pounds of flour 120 pounds of biscuit
3: mm-hmm.
1: 400 pounds of bacon 60 pounds of coffee 4 pounds of tea 100 pounds of sugar 200 pounds of lard. Right. Now, the reason I say that is it gives you an idea of what people were thinking about. They're thinking about coffee.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Coffee is important, also right. makes shitty water taste good
3: mm-hmm.
1: or palatable. palatable. Right? right? You know, it may, may not be good, mm-hmm. but makes shitty water taste better. You are going to need, um, you know, a way to filter water. Uh, you know, but maybe you have the spring and whatever, when you get out there, the one thing I looked at was, uh, I, I honestly, we did an episode way back on drilling your own well Mm -hmm. and I would bring the equipment to do that. Um, so a well point and basically a couple of, you know, pieces of pipe Mm -hmm. that are going to, you know, go together. Um, the little cap, you know, you really need to google or whatever how to do my own well back to the podcast but it's easy or go back to the old podcast but the bottom line a well point is basically a straight piece of like galvanized pipe and at the end it has a point on it and then it has holes or openings to draw in the water above that right um basically you use like a post hole digger
3: Mm -hmm. you end up pounding it it into the
1: ground and you just keep threading on the next piece of pipe and you Mm -hmm. keep going down and that's digging a well for you. And then you throw one of those little hand pumps on there. Right. And you're good to go. Then you're getting clean, purified water. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when you're setting up your homestead, you know, out in the right. woods. That kind of thing. So that's something you could throw probably 250 bucks and, and be, be where you can get nice, clean water ready to go out of a well pump right. in the woods. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pretty good investment to me.
2: Right, right. Another great thing that – another thing that they would bring with them is uh, potatoes. Now, potatoes are great, especially for the, the two-day trip we're talking about. Right. Um, because potatoes are going to last a week at least without having to be refrigerated, without having to be you know, on ice, anything like that. So, I mean, that's a, a great thing. Now, uh, the Pioneers generally would – we talked about lemons. Um. You know, they bake lemonade, whatever. But you need that vitamin C. Now, any kind of fruit you can bring with you is going to give you plenty of that. But a, a great thing to supplement the food long term is uh, multivitamins. Nice. You know, if you're eating nothing but but ramen, which I would say throw ramen in there because that's calories and that's that's small space with a lot of food. That's calories. But at the same time, you're going to want to make sure you get all your vitamins. With you know, with uh, you know, with you don't really know. You're not going to be getting vegetables and fruits um, unless you have an orchard that you're bugging out to,
1: right? Um. So, but again, seeds. Um. The other stuff like those were the staples that I went through. The flour. Mm-hmm. I could see you bringing flour. Bacon is awesome because it keeps. Um. They said 120 pounds of biscuits. Um. Bisquick is king. Right. Um. A couple of boxes go a long way. Um, you know, the big, you know, Yeah, I've been slug. hitting it
2: lately and it's, uh, you know, three or four of those Pancakes, can fill you up whatever,
1: yeah. biscuits, whatever, and super easy to make.
2: Right. You, Just add water. Most of them. You add they're... water,
1: throw it in some foil and you're throwing it right in the fire and it'll cook right up mm-hmm. and you're good to go. That kind of thing.
2: Um, you know, but, but I also love Triscuits.
1: Triscuits. Mm-hmm. They sound like biscuit. They but taste they're... better. There <laughs> That's you go. Right. So, secret of the pros right there. Um, long-term food storage. You know, if you had a year supply, mm-hmm. uh, bottom line, if you played your cards right, you know, I talked about, like, the Chili Mac last week right. and, and different things from my Patriot supply. But, to be honest, you could have a, a year supply for a person for about 1200 Um About $100 a month if you play your cards right. Mm-hmm. But also... You know, it's nothing to go into Sam's Club and buy your 25-pound bags of rice, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, So what? You buy four bags of freaking rice? You're going to, you know, these stuff is going to buy you a lot of time. Coffee, tea, you need to decide how much you need and, you know, kind of play it by ear. Yeah, I, they, they said 60 pounds of coffee. I was, yeah.
2: I don't know if that that no, carried no, me wait. for...
1: Yeah, uh, 60 pounds of coffee, yes. I don't know if that, that would carry for people. me more than a week. But kids that
2: weren't drinking. All
1: right. So that, that's the way I imagine Fair enough.
2: It, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, um, yes. flour, we talked about that. We mentioned that real quick. But I mean, you need huge. to know how to use flour You're not going to need maybe things.
1: 600 pounds of flour mm-hmm. if you're buying, you know... Some long term food storage stuff, but right. having but some yeast is 50 is pounds something of that flour wouldn't be a bad move. Um, some yeast, like I said, Bisquick gets you around the baking soda and mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Uh, the bacon, the having the meat already uh cured kind of thing, as long as it didn't get hot, it would keep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't mean hot like not in the refrigerator, I mean hot, hot, right. Uh, you know, eighty degrees, something like that. You keep it under that, you're doing all right. Um there's a lot of uh they took lard. That that was a big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um now weapons. Weapons well, that, are another, real
2: quick before we oh, wrap up. From food, one thing no. that the uh that I think that the pioneers would love would to be have one of, uh, to have one of those big containers of protein powder powder. You know? You can't get maybe you can't get your meat every day, but it's not hard to mix that stuff in protein into some powder.
0: Water. Your
1: multivitamin. Mm-hmm. I would say dried fruit. Dried fruit, yeah. Um, dried beef, kind of equivalent of bacon. Uh, vinegar. Eggs mm-hmm. are actually decent if you can, you know, buy now, what's beforehand and take out.
2: If you have a uh, egg that was laid mm-hmm. with and not washed, yes, like it is in the the United States, they wash it, and in, mm-hmm. in England they don't wash them. But if you don't wash you always them, always have
1: chicken poo on them when right, you don't want. Right,
2: right. You keep the chicken poo on there. Right. What do you get? Maybe, maybe a week and a half, two oh, weeks out of easy. it. Oh, more easy. Yeah, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So I mean, you should be good there. Bringing again, not hot and dozens of eggs. Not hot, mm-hmm. but if you room temperature, you know, seventy two or below. Right. I'd say. And if four you're in a vehicle, easy. you're going to have AC. So I mean. The, that's some of the pluses that they didn't have yeah. at that point.
1: As soon as they're washed, though, you are courting danger. Mm-hmm. Um, they do sell like little oil if you look online that you can actually coat them yourself.
2: Really? So they don't need to be refrigerated. Okay.
1: Um, you could do that, but again, they're already
2: old. That seems like regular eggs with mus- with, with with more steps. Yes. All right. They're already. Get, old. I would and I would you- recommend finding a, a source of shit covered eggs. Yeah. Before you leave, look for if the eggs. With poo yeah, on if them. you don't have your own chickens, get your own chickens. Yeah, or my, I think I have four, four people. I'm in my neighborhood that are raising chickens. So I mean, I don't know what what neighborhood See, you live in. The cool but thing keep is, your eyes open. Kevin doesn't have
1: chickens, but as he's loading up the car,
2: yes. he could easily I'm gonna, put four chickens in the car. Yeah, I, the the first thing I'm going to do when the, when shit goes down is murder my neighbors.
1: Oh well,
2: then. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to murder them now. I'm just I don't want to get arrested. Well, but I'll but murder them and then take all their eggs. Secret of the pros. Secret of the pros, right there. If nice. you can't buy it, steal it. <sighs> I just got somebody shot right there. Getting people killed on this Getting podcast. Every every podcast I'm killing people.
1: See, like I said, it's always Kevin mm-hmm. that's giving you the get shot advice. Um. All right, no worries. So. I guess next the next logical step would be seeds. Um, you are gonna eventually wanna stockpile a garden. Um a million people offer the like survival seed the government. Right,
2: heirloom stuff and and um
1: heirloom, but they also give you the good mix. Right. Um, you know, your cabbages, your lettuce, um tomatoes yeah, are the, always the a important go-to.
2: thing to think about when you're planting your, your first garden is um Lettuces are great because they you can get two crops. They grow fast. Yes. So you get there in the spring, uh, June comes around, and you're starting to run out of food, but you've already got lettuce. Right.
1: Um. Your uh your root vegetables are going to last long into the fall and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where things like
2: carrots, carrots and potatoes, potatoes, and yep. that
1: kind of stuff are really going to pay so, off. So
2: yeah, I mean, when you think about seeds, think about uh, having a a, a mix. That's gonna supply you, you know, spring, summer, fall, and things that you can carry into the winter.
1: Garlic is super easy, but it's also great for keeping pests out of your garden. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're mixing garlic within there, so I would say having a
2: lot of garlic, having mm-hmm. a lot of potatoes. Cause potatoes fill bellies, right? And, and and you know, if you you could actually survive on a diet of nothing but potatoes, if if worst came came to worse. I mean, sure, you might look a little pale. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, nobody will want to be your friend. But... Right, right, and no, God but forbid really, there's no potato love fa- fries? Fa- famine.
2: Yes, exactly. potato chips. Love it. <laughs> Use that lard and French fry fries. up some potato chips and French fries. Uh, another thing that that I think uh, would be great to throw in uh, in that that food category would be uh, large amount of salt, salt and for pepper. preserving things and for pepper, seasoning things. A small amount. Salt,
1: a large amount for mm-hmm.
2: preserving,
1: for, you know, seasoning, that kind of stuff. Um, you probably want some like Tony Cheshire's cayenne for the Ooh, potatoes Yeah, yep. <laughs> Kevin
2: was just I like Uncle Stubbs. You know, if we could bring a lot of hot sauce, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Yes. Tabasco is my, my but jam. again, that's my where girl that garlic pays
1: off. You could make your own hot sauce. That's right. Kevin said he was bringing some jalapeno seeds, mm-hmm. some habanero peppers.
2: Yeah, in most you know, places you can get a, a lot of uh, a lot of jalapenos off of one plant, and the plants aren't big. They produce. A I got to
1: tell you, as much as like in New York here, you know everybody's got the different things that grow in their area, and obviously you're going to buy seeds appropriate to wherever you're planning on bugging out to, right? So that it's going to you know get the best yield. But um we Kevin did mention heirloom seeds. It's important you buy non-GMO seeds just for the fact that you have the recurring.
2: Right. You know um, that you're gonna be able to harvest the seeds from the plants. I'm and almost replant.
1: torn because genetically modified seeds freaking grow so much better. Right. You can just knock out all a, lo- a lot of them plants- actually
2: do produce seeds that you can replant right a lot of them do it's just no you have to be careful you're right there's no guarantee try your
1: luck but heirloom seeds you know you're gonna have the continuity and the problem is you can't do like half your tomatoes heirloom and half store-bought because they'll get together and make baby seeds that are you don't know what's gonna happen um so that's always a a danger zone um but seeds, potatoes, garlic, that kind of thing, huge. Um next thing would be tools. Um, right. What kind of tools to-
2: Now, one of the one of the things that the um that the pioneers brought with them. One of the major tools that they brought with them was an axe and a hatchet. Now, that's great. But I love I'm going to bring axe. my chainsaw. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, uh, well, are you sticking to the traditions of yesteryear? I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna bring my chainsaw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring gallons of mixed fuel, yeah. or or the and mix you know, and gasoline mixed fuel lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way yeah, better than your other stuff. I mixed it. my last batch of fuel. I mixed um, last fall, and and this fall, I'm using my chainsaw with that fuel. Let me tell you guys a little secret. The one thing I used to go
1: through chainsaws like every two years. The secret of the pros. It, it turns out when I bought my, like, steel chainsaw and finally manned up, uh-huh. they were like, yeah, we'll guarantee this forever or three years or I don't know what. Right, But you can only put synthetic oil in it. And I was like, really? After I started using it, that shit makes it last so much longer. Really? The secret oh, of the I'll pros. have to try this and out. And it costs... You know, you're paying like two twenty nine for your gallon mix or whatever right. it is, a dollar Instead of instead of bar, bar right. and chain oil? No, no, for the the fuel, the mix oil. Oh, for the mix, all right. For the mix. So you do the synthetic for the mix? You're never going to have to worry about nothing gunking up. Your chainsaw is always going to start. You're not going to have to clean it. Oh, secret of the pros. I'm going right to have to. There.
2: I'm going to have to look into this and get, and then get things. This changed will over. carry
1: over to your weed whacker and all your other mixed fuel things.
2: Right. You have you have a lot of stuff that run on mixed fuel. Um, and I don't know
1: that you need to pack
2: your weed whacker in your bag. But I, I know, mean, it's good to good when know. you're trying
1: to set up your little log cabin homestead, even if it's like ten by ten. Man, if you had. The five-gallon gas can with mixed fuel mm-hmm. and, we'll say, two chainsaws. No problem. You're king of the world. And you know how many logs
2: you can cut with five gallons of freaking mm-hmm. gas? Have you ever cut logs out of a tree with an ax? It's a goddamn nightmare. A <laughs> goddamn nightmare. <laughs> you break your <laughs> so- damn back and you won't even have enough wood for the night. I-, I
1: would have to agree with Kevin. The modern day, but bring a nice ax. Yeah. Yeah. Bring nice sharpening tools. Right. 100% um, to agree with that. Axe, man, if your axe is sharp, you know, Kevin's like, oh, well, I cut logs and it was a nightmare. But a nice sharp axe makes a
2: big difference. That's, that's but true. But I'm 100% with you on. I'd rather have a chainsaw than
1: that axe yeah. any day of the week. You know,
2: uh, funny thing just popped in mind, a quote by uh, Abraham Lincoln. He said, if you give me five hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend four of them sharpening the axe. You know, it's a procrastination, you know, type of idea, but I like nice. that, you know. Yeah. Sharpening it is is very important. No, no, that sounds right. Um, Next thing, like, they talked about,
1: you know, augers, gimlet. Uh, hammer is actually a useful tool. A hoe. Um, they had a plow. Plow's not a bad thing. Um... Having the right stuff to break up the dirt mm-hmm. is gonna be key. And that's a that's really uh really I mean that was their plow and their deal. Right. And if you have some kind of livestock that can pull and whatever, mm-hmm. then a plow is gonna make a huge difference. Um good shovel, spade, whetstone.
2: You know, Let's but maybe get, a rototiller would be the... something to throw in your in your trailer. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, they talked about like shoes for the animals. Uh, stuff for the wagon chains ropes chains and ropes are nice um being able to move the wood maybe some pulleys and some leverage right. happening
2: and if you don't have an ox, you do have your vehicle secret of the pros right there right
1: there um all right so I don't know that's like i I think that's a uh, chainsaws key mm-hmm. i I love uh rogue hose end tools
3: mm-hmm.
1: um they just they come super sharp i know if you buy like a regular garden hoe like you walk in a lowes the first thing i do is go to my grinder and i put a nice freaking blade on there mm-hmm. and i make it like a razor blade right um it, it recommend- makes such a difference and then once it's sharp with your grinder then you don't need electricity then you can right. you know from then on
2: keep it sharp um one one thing I would recommend is pay attention to the handles that you're you're using for your shovels, your pickaxe, your um, uh, your hose, all those types of things. Those those oak handles that generally come with them. Yeah. If you don't think that you can craft one by yourself, yeah, then maybe buy some extras just to have on hand. They're
1: nothing to have mm-hmm. an extra five handles. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it takes up no space um, if you. If the you ones can pack that it you're keeping right. now. If you keep them oiled and nice. Um, I I know my wife had some very nice, expensive garden tools that she chose to leave in the garden Mm. into the winter a little bit. But when I went out and grabbed them, I go in with some oil, some sharpening tools, sharpened it up nice. Little sandpaper over the uh, the handles, Mm -hmm. little oil, made it all nice. But you got to take care of your stuff.
2: Yeah. I feel like we should do a whole podcast on just maintaining your tools.
1: Maintaining your tools. I actually bought a, uh, I think like a six hour audio book. You know, it's like a pamphlet on taking care of your tools. And I was like, I saw it. I was like, first, like rage, you know, goes through the head. And I'm like, why'd you do that to me? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Do you know that that hoe cost me $80? $80, $80, mm-hmm. but it was worth it. Like, you get it, and you're like, oh, this is yeah. not like the other hoe I had, mm. you know? But uh, just the same, you don't want to leave
2: it out in the freaking garden. I've never, you know, I've never spent as little as $80 on a hoe, but maybe it's a different type <laughs> a of different hoe. A different type of hoe okay. we're talking about there. All right.
1: So there's that. But, um, so that's a thing. Um, So take care of your tools, but having the right stuff there really you know something to break up the dirt yeah quickly and efficiently um my wife has this weird thing i don't even know what it is so i shouldn't have brought it up but it looks like basically like a pitchfork with like a big bar on either side i don't know it's like a market gardener kind of thing guy mm-hmm. and uh but it it works great for breaking up the dirt there's stuff right. like that i did mention it in a previous episode about the gardening so stuff like that matters. Um, I'm going to touch on here. Uh, I love if I'm bugging out and I'm setting up like a little survival thing. doesn't matter if it's just me and the wife or whatever, but um, really any more. And honestly, even with just you and the wife, having a set of radios to cover yeah, everybody that's, that's a is great, key. Yep.
2: Um, now... And you can really, you can really go cheap and get the kids stuff I, at Toys I thought R Us. About, well, no, and, so here's and the deal. that's gonna do decent. On, like, in an open area.
1: I, I like. I'm pretty cheap. You probably don't know this about me, but um, the Motorola talk about radios
3: mm-hmm.
1: for about like sixty nine bucks. You're buying like a three pack. I noticed that they sell them at Sam's Club. Um, that kind of excited me a little bit, but. Uh, so, those you can plug in and charge them with solar, yeah. Um, I know and I I've, think that's a big advantage. I've too talked of, about of my stuff. EMPs, right? Stuff and having the you know the container with the EMP stuff. Um, I have a bunch of solar chargers, I have a ton of batteries, and I have a ton of battery chargers for solar, but I also have a bunch of solar chargers that are uh that'll charge a USB cable. You mm-hmm. know, like they have a USB jack and you plug it into whatever. So that stuff's huge. At least if it's just two of you, two radios, if you're going out with like 10 people and you're going to set up a little hippie commune or whatever, mm-hmm. then maybe 10 radios. Right. You know, and you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, I can only charge them in the day and I have half of them there. I can't charge them at night. I hate to say it. If you don't have a way to pull out the batteries and charge them, you need to have twice as many radios. Yeah. Um. So you can have half charging all day and mm-hmm. then the other half going, you know, at night or whatever. You, you need multiple, you know, to carry over. Right. So think about that. And if you can figure out, oh, you know, but I can also charge solar batteries and that's a lot cheaper than buying extra radios. Great. You know, do that. Right. I just make sure you have a way to keep them charged 24/7. Right. And long
2: distance communication is a, is important.
1: Well, it's not even that. I mean that's like 5 miles that kind of thing. Well, we'll that's long about, distance when it comes down to it. But that's yeah, you know somebody goes off on a little exploration or right. just even having people out on watch, you can cut the amount of people you need running security in half if you have radios.
2: Right. So just think about that.
1: Another, you know, as, yeah. Another
2: ahead. thing on uh, tools I'd like to touch on real quick is uh, repair tools and for your vehicle. Saw. Yeah, handsaw definitely. Sorry, uh, I didn't, yeah. when I when I go uh, long term camping, I always bring a handsaw with me because uh, you know if you can if you can cut big branches off of uh, down trees and drag them back for firewood, handsaw is real easy for that. Yeah, and it's lightweight. Um, But what I was going to say is surgical tools Um, We talk about this sort of stuff and, and I know that I'm not a surgeon No And Chuck's not a surgeon No But there's basic things we can do You know, there having is. a scalpel Having tweezers to pull out uh, splinters which I think are we can pull off stitches Stitches, right Maybe you've got a toothache Do you I have got a pair you, of brother. pliers? I got you Right you know, yeah, I mean, really, the Leatherman is my home surgery kit, mm-hmm. and a you know a sewing kit. We're gonna get into clothes and stuff in yes. in a minute, but a, a, a sewing kit that has quality needles, quality you know. There's different stuff. I it, mean, you don't cut through thick. Or you don't right. want just the regular grade needles. You also want things that you can sew canvas. You can sew stitches. You know, um, all that stuff Skin is great. or
1: patches are nice when it talk about sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, like a little beeswax, believe it or not, you can kind of bring things together there. Um, definitely extra thread and needles, like Kevin was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there that you can really, you know, repairs
2: are going right. to be an issue. I Buttons, know when I was in the Navy, it was uh, always an issue getting the the – boasting on board to actually like sew patches on and things like that yeah so i got into the habit of just doing my own patches right so i you know learn to sew have some buttons have some thread it, yeah, have, have some, some needles. buttons have some thread yep some clasps some different things that you can you can you know repair your coats and a couple things of with. safety pins and like you said patches are a great you know a great thing these are your jeans when they get worn out you don't know what you know what you're going to be dealing with. You're not going to be able to buy clothes. Right. You're going to have to mend them. Um. Another thing is is when we're talking about bugging out with vehicles. Yeah. Bring some vehicle repair tools. Mm. Uh. Belts. Hoses. Gorilla tape. Gorilla tape. Yes. Gorilla tape. It'll pay off one in your
1: homestead. Uh-huh. But I've made some hose repairs with gorilla tape. Right. That have been huge. Mm-hmm. I did a radiator hose repair. But I ended up leaving for like a month and a half because it worked. Yeah. It didn't drip. And I was like, oh. it was funny. I got home. I-, I needed it, you know, for the immediate mm-hmm. Gorilla Tape, saved the day. Then I got home and nothing was dripping. So I went out. I bought the appropriate hose. I threw it in the back of my truck. And I was like, oh, I don't have time for I'll that replace now. replace it when I, yeah. But when I was I get like, but it. if it breaks and I'm on the go, now I have I'm the ready. hose here and I can just deal mm-hmm. with it.
2: Yeah, and think about the type of vehicle you have. Think about maybe an <laughs> yeah. al- extra alternator, an extra starter, extra—you uh, know—a great thing that doesn't take up space that has multi-use is engine oil. Yes, you know, so so maybe and know, like you on the vehicle you have, you know, yeah.
1: it, it really has other purposes. A um, decent. Decent first aid kit. I'm not going to get into that. We don't want to drag this podcast out forever, you know. But it, something interesting I found. And I beyond was... first aid kit, think home hospital almost. But right. we've done episodes on
2: that. You guys know what you need, right? One thing I I read that was interesting on the uh, with the covered wagons. Yes, the medicine uh, kit they would bring with them. Generally, it consisted of uh, bandages. Patented medicines, which would be you know like uh tylenol and and things yep. like that, and then opium and alcohol yeah they Now, we don't have con- access to opium rum and cognac mm hmm yep you can get some get some good uh heroin maybe to bring with you i don't I don't really know I don't know what you're into all
3: right
1: but
2: uh, alcohol I think uh, rum and cognac is is interesting. But I think better. Uh, and... They said
1: the one I read said iron rust, which I don't even know what that is. Is that like rust? Okay, I have no idea what that because my truck has that already. I don't even need yeah, to you bring. Just it. Off. That's I got that. Don't even worry. Um, they said iron rust, uh, rum and cognac both for dysentery, um, quinine for art for ague. I don't even know what that means. Epsom salts for fever. And castor oil capsules.
2: Okay. And now, when I was a youngster, you were a youngster once. I was a youngster at one right. point, and my mom was a bitch. And well, she, I don't think
1: she'd like to hear
2: that. She thought that I was malnourished and forced me to drink castor oil.
1: I look at you and I think, you know, maybe Kevin's malnourished. Yeah. You know, what, now, next week I'll bring in some castor oil when I, I come over for research, the
2: podcast. I did some research. And found that castor oil does nothing for you.
1: But was it fun for her?
2: It was fun for her. Yeah. yeah. It tastes awful, though. All right. Secret. Throw cod liver oil in there with that With that in the garbage. All right. Um. Now. But as far as the med- medicine cabinet goes, I think um, bandages and uh, a way to um, splint a bone. You know, finding a, gr- a straight stick is great and all, but there's better ways to do that. Yes. Mhm. Um all right, how about cooking? You want to talk about cooking, spars? Yeah, one of the one of the big things with the pioneers was a uh, Dutch oven. And that's I think I bought you a Dutch oven. I have Do you one. have a Dutch oven? Yep. All right. Yep, every night I use it. I Well, that's a different kind of thing. Pull the blanket's <laughs> over my wife's head. <laughs> that's different all together. That's not the same thing. That's the same thing. All right. Well, you had a cast iron one that you yes. you given me, which is great. For it, thrown in a vehicle.
1: Now, it may be made in China and full of lead. I, I don't know. Well, you
2: don't want to be carrying cast iron things with you if you're on foot. Yeah. But for as far as a vehicle goes, you know, ca- anything cast iron is great. Cast it's iron. durable. So
1: Dutch oven is amazing for cooking. And if you guys ever do any outdoor camping, that kind of thing, that might be something you want to try and experiment with a little bit. Right. Um, right.
2: One thing that I, I, I do as far as cooking when I'm... Um, uh, traveling Or when I don't have electricity Okay um, Those They have propane uh, Coleman makes a great propane oven uh, st- But it's gra- short term st- I want to look long term Right Another great thing though That I, uh, I picked up Is uh, Walmart carries this really lightweight tripod And it has a chain from the center Yes, and it has a grill on it. So you can adjust the heat by uh, raising and lowering the chain. Yes. And I use that every time I go on long-term um, camping trips. I've I seen I throw steaks on there. You can throw any, you know, cook anything right on. I've seen
1: like all right, picture the iron grate that you have. I've seen them where for like long-term like putting in mm-hmm. your bug-out trailer like we're talking about right now. They make a big full size, like two foot long and, you know, 18 inches deep and, you know, stands that fold out and make a great grill, something like that. Maybe even two might be worth, you know, having on
2: your vehicle. And if you're, if you're in a rush and you don't have one. You can go grab the grills out of your grill that you have. Out of, Just of your, the, you can the grab
1: the grates out of your oven mm-hmm. That's and take right. that on the way out. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I'm going to take those two grates and I can set those up on rocks or whatever right over and work out the height. You know what? You're smart enough. You probably figure that out. Yeah. And guess what? You're spending zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, they do for you, backpacker, hiker, uh, crazy. Uh, have a good time, guys. They also make like awesome ones for like 50, 60 bucks about that you can throw in your backpack for going out camping that are small. Kevin talked about the tripod, but there's also like the grates that are just fold out.
2: Yeah. And now nice. when I was uh when I was 15 I spent a uh, I spent a summer in South America. You're a little strange. A little strange. It was uh northern Argent- Argentina. Okay. And um, at that point, I didn't know anything about prepping, anything about out- outdoor survival, anything about anything, really. And uh, I went out. Uh, we were out in the woods, pretty far out. I wouldn't say it was the woods. It was more of like a desert type of area. Okay. But um, they call it the jungle. It's not necessarily what I think of as jungle. That's not your version? It's a lot of pricker bushes. Really feel like us. Rambo? Right. But this uh, older fat woman just... Old fat woman broke out a couple of rocks, got a fire started, and had a, a fantastic meal cooked in about fifteen minutes after that fire got going. Now, if we're Cooking being on a fire is is it's a um, it's a skill to learn how to it do. Is. I'm pre- I'm getting pretty good at it. You are not pretty... fantastic, but I'm getting pretty, pretty, pretty slick. good. So, I mean, kind of the wrap up on that.
1: Definitely love a Dutch oven. Um— I would love to see you guys have an iron skillet. I would love to see you have some decent knives mm-hmm. um you also are gonna need some pots, tin some plates, pans or a... pots things to hold and boil water
2: right I mean that's a big thing um so some and decent... if you do have to cook over an oven, you're definitely gonna want a pot that has a lid Fork, otherwise you're gonna be it's gonna be right. full of ash
1: forks spoons. And I mean, I know you can kinda of make do with some kind of cowboy coffee where you're pouring the right water in the grounds. But fuck that shit. that said, a coffee that you can percolate kind of thing a that you can set on is, the thing. And it's great for boiling a water camping too. percolator yep. is freaking awesome. Um something you guys might want to consider. And I would recommend if if
2: this is your thing, this is this isn't, you know, eighteen eighty. No. Get instant coffee. It tastes like crap, but you can make it fast, and it's better than nothing.
1: You know what you guys might want to think about that you could store a lot of this stuff in is five-gallon buckets. Um, You can put the flour, the sugar, the whatever inside five-gallon buckets. Right. And these are going to pay off later on. You can use them for a million things, including getting and storing water, Mm -hmm. getting and storing other stuff. You know, you're going to— Buy some lids when you're putting your flour and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of good stuff you can do with there. Definitely five gallon buckets. Um, That's about it for cooking supplies.
2: Um, What about like think about bedding? Um, Yeah. yeah. Now, now uh, pioneers when they did the bedding, yeah, they didn't bring just a blanket. They brought uh, quilts, um, multi level. You know, basically a blanket on a blanket on a blanket. Right. Stitched together with a waterproof casing.
1: Right. And that'd be like canvas that's at like, the time.
2: Right. But that's But your... now you can get the modern day sleeping bags.
1: And mm-hmm. you can get the little bibby plastic bags, the little different things right. that go around them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'd recommend for cold weather is, is bring the those little foam mats. Okay. You know, sleeping, making a, a space between you and the ground the in cold weather is, key. is a huge, makes a huge difference. Now
1: I like that. Um, also, think about, like, personal items when we're talking about clothes and stuff, too. It's like, like comb, brush, toothbrush, um, soap, bars of soap. I mean, they talked about uh, a pound of Castile soap, belt knife, flint. A stone, a flint stone per guy. I don't mm-hmm. know what they were doing. I guess keep their razors sharp. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But think about that kind of thing. Also, you know. But I'm gonna buy the case of bar soap. Mm-hmm. Um. That's probably gonna be my go-to. Right. You can get the ten On pack there, of Dove. For, you keep for your for a hair short. Bucks. You mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, soap for every part of your body. Right. I know we learned that in the military. They I like, only use the jail. highest
2: grade stuff, though, when it comes to my beard. Well, you have delicate have, skin, too, you know, so. Hey, you know. You know, you need like the, tragedy the dove of every, in the, yeah. Every white man, you know, but, you know, you might want to think about bringing some conditioner with you just for your beard. It's important to keep it soft for the ladies. Um, I would say at least two pair
1: of functional shoes. So you want to leave wearing functional shoes, and you want to have a backup pair per person of functional shoes. Yeah.
2: Um, And what I think is really great is that they make those uh, hiking boots slash sneakers. Those are really versatile. Yeah. You know, I I wear work boots and hiking boots, and I have sneakers. But, you know, you kind of want to have a mix of both. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: you know, if you're somebody who's thinking about your feet and whatever, and you shouldn't wear your shoes to death in the normal world. And if you do, that's fine. But have your new pair ready. Like, that's actually honestly the thing that I do is I'm so cheap. I wear my shoes to death. But there is no way I want to get stuck with worn to death shoes Starting out in the apocalypse, so I always have my next pair, right, ready to go. Right, I have my next pair of boots weird, in the box, un- but I'm un- ready on a shelf
2: right now. I have
1: two more that are ready to go. Right, just no, I in think case. that's a,
2: that's an important thing. You know, wool socks are, are great, especially for breaking in new shoes because they're a little bit thicker and they have some cushion, so that um, when you're yeah. breaking in the new shoes, you won't be uh, you know covered with blisters.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Um next I had uh I don't know what did I have next. Well how about uh how about let's talk about clothes. All right. Um clothes I have well they said typically the guy would bring like two wool shirts, two wool undershirts,
3: mm-hmm.
1: women would bring two wool dresses, two pair of drawers, and wool four is four pair of wool not... socks, mm-hmm. cotton socks handkerchiefs, boots, shoes, poncho, whatever. Right. But so that's what they were doing. I got to say you need at least, I would say a minimum three, I would shoot for four or five functional pants, be it jeans, right. Carhartts, something like Car-Harts that. Something are tough great. Yeah. That are going to last, you know, mm-hmm. your Carhartts are a little thicker. You probably get away with three pair of Carhartt jeans mm-hmm. versus maybe four of jeans. And if they're stretchy little, like, girl jeans, then you gonna might wear out like, fast. six pair, you yeah. know?
2: I know that when I have the stretchy jeans, you can the crotch always wears out immediately.
1: You can go buy, like, the cheap, like, dicky stuff. Mm-hmm. The material's pretty thick. It's going to last. That's right. maybe the way you're going to go. you can get go. some
2: durable pants that are cargo pants, cargo pants are, you know, in my experience, you know, beneficial if you're if you're traveling light. Yeah, Exactly.
1: So no, I mean there's a lot of lot of things to think about there. Next, I would say we need some kind of like maybe solar panels or anything you want to do there. If you think you're totally off grade guy and you want to do you know nothing, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. At a minimum, I would like to see some kind of solar battery chargers
2: and flashlights. Yeah, well you're gonna definitely need lighting, and candles are fine. That's great. A lantern is fine that runs off oil. That's, you know, that's what pioneers used. This is uh 2019. I mean, I'm modern man. Modern man. Uh, there's a lot of LED light options. Very uh, low lights. wattage, yeah. Right. Um I like headlamps cuz they're great, you know, you can keep your hands free and still still see what you're doing. So, uh I'm a you know, I probably have Twenty or thirty uh, flashlights and headlamps just yeah. around the house, in the bedroom nightstand, in the uh, you know, in the kitchen, stationed around the house. Everybody has one in their room, you know, for power outages and things. But when you're out in the woods, out in the dark, um, outside of your vehicle, when you're moving from place to place, right, you're gonna need something to see where you're going when you go to go to the bathroom.
1: Exactly. Um, I also have like on your weapon lights, mm-hmm. um, they have those CR one twenty three, you know, the little short fat ones. Right. Those uh I actually found those on Amazon I think where they actually have you can plug in a USB charger to it. So it's like in the body of the battery mm-hmm. and charge those up off your solar panels. Right. And being able to have the little spotlight strobe blade on your weapon, nice to right. have. And again, all this stuff, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things with solar chargers. So make sure you uh Yeah, maybe think you know, about think about some looking at on some solar some solar. But yep. the thing is for about three hundred
2: bucks, you can buy a decent amount of solar charging. And right. Right, and just make sure you have uh, converters to charge up the things that you want right. to charge up. Right,
1: and that's a lot of them. will go right to USB jacks. Right, some of them might need to be for your batteries.
2: And I have some um, basic solar solar chargers that have uh, USB plugs, but you also have to think about making making sure the things that you want to have charged up have USB exactly. adaptable jacks. And
1: if you do go to double AA, A, batteries, whatever that kind of thing, um, I lo- I recommend N loop. Uh-huh. Um Is a great brand They actually are a little more durable If you buy um, Like a lot of like Sam's Club Has like lighting and little solar things You'll find And like Sunforce Make the uh, great like little Motion sensor floodlights That kind of thing With their own solar panel A lot of them actually have batteries inside If you buy the end loop batteries Throw them in there And throw out the ones that are in there They'll work a lot better for you more long-term, and they can handle being charged over and over again. You might find you have better success. Mm-hmm. Next thing I want to cover is weapons. Weapons and ammo. Right. Now, that um, was a big deal with the Pioneers.
2: They they took it seriously, and I think you should too. Self-defense and hunting are both important things that you're going to need. Guns, knives, you know what
1: what I like? Um, You know, a decent hunting rifle. I got to say a Remington 700 um I actually like the 700 SPS mm-hmm. special purpose uh tactical but you know whatever makes a great hunting rifle something like maybe think 308 bigger cartridge you know how I feel about AR15s um but also a little redundancy and having stuff that's interchangeable for person to person um, ammo that's interchangeable is nice
2: mm-hmm. um, Also learning to be a good shot And
1: knowing how yeah, to that, use
2: it Is going to make a big yeah, difference that's, too. that's That's probably the highest thing on the list When it comes to weapons If you can use your weapon proficiently that's That makes all the difference Being able to shoot the bad
1: guy With one
2: bullet instead of five mm-hmm. Guess what, you need to
1: store A fifth of the amount of ammo that's That right. the other guy does mm-hmm.
2: So, and it, you something know, it, to think about they They had brought uh, a lot of the pioneers brought shotguns, and um, shotguns are great you know, especially the bird shot and things like that for hunting. Great. But you don't have a lot of range with that sort of stuff. So you can double up with slugs and and bird shot.
1: twenty twos
2: uh, are great for a small game. Mm-hmm. Believe
1: it or not, the gammo guns are great for a small game, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're a decent shot. I was able to sight in my gammo gun. I think it was like the Wildcat or the Bobcat or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. But I was able to sight it in where I have no problem, you know, tagging squirrels or that kind of thing. And consistent. They're super quiet. Bullets are next to nothing. I think I pay 14 bucks for a thousand rounds, mm-hmm. something like that. You want to step up to a 22, that's fine, but it makes a little more noise. Um there are subsonic rounds for pretty inexpensive as well, something to consider. Mm-hmm. I know they didn't make a difference in my handguns, but as far as uh rifle, they actually are right. a lot
2: quieter and and with uh things like defense and hunting, <clears throat> you can really forget about handguns. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're in co- close quarters a, a a handgun isn't really much use. Now, that wouldn't be my priority. But uh, you know, as far as um you know, as as far as self defense goes, we should talk about a little bit about circling the wagons. Tell now me about that, a lot of the a uh, lot of the vehicles that you're going to be bugging out with, um, you can put a snowplow on there. You can put a brush guard on there. You know, think about ramming shit. Think about uh, running people over. Bring spare tires, but you know, think about think about what you can do to harden your vehicle. Uh, I saw one person that had uh, set up a. Um, they got an old uh, city bus, and removed all the seats. Yeah, and then put a snow plow on the front of it. I mean, you get a bus like that going, the amount of storage that you have, <clears throat> plus the amount of uh, power you have to push through anything that you're gonna get stuck in. I think that's a, a huge benefit. You know, four wheel drive is really important too. You know, you don't want to end up stuck in the mud. Well, somebody's shooting at you.
1: No, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Get your bug out vehicle now. I actually was thinking about talking about different types of trailers, but I feel like we may have been talking a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got a lot covered. Um, having a good, reliable trailer, uh, think about something sturdy. Think about, like, decent tires on there. Um, mm-hmm. Just And I, I'm not saying you need to spend money and get crazy. I'm just saying they shouldn't be dry rot, old, you know, nothing. Or at least have this spare tire. Because if you're loading up all this weight and it's something that's been sitting in the backyard for 20 years and you haven't touched it and you're like, oh, now I'm going to go bug out with this thing. You know, you might want to consider some fresh tires. You know, that extra 150 bucks, but arriving at your destination might be a good idea. There's a lot of really cool... Trailers out there That come with a camper set up And different things on there Um, You get into a little bit more money With that kind of thing There's nothing wrong with a horse trailer Something like that You also don't want it to look like Hey, I'm bugging out You know, I'm totally prepared I have so much great equipment To survive the apocalypse Mm -hmm. You don't want to be that guy You don't want to be advertising You know, hey, look at me You need something reliable and sturdy, um, but something you can put a little bit of weight in, and you know get you to where you're going.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think a lot of that. We also talked about, uh, or we also talk about, um, like the wagon train. Yeah. Now a lot of the times they would, you know, uh, pioneers would group together in big groups. Yes. And they didn't actually drive a train like in a straight line because apparently the dust was an issue but they'd stick together. You know, so if you can if you can spread things out, you know, maybe you have two vehicles. Maybe your son-in-law, or your daughter has a has a a vehicle of their own. Right. You know, maybe bring the caravan loaded up the car, right. Mm-hmm. I was in uh I was going from uh Philadelphia to New Jersey when I was in the Navy. I was moving with uh uh two other guys. And uh, we just basically did did road trip. You know, they each had their own vehicle. And I was in the back bringing up the rear. And some asshole cut me off. Between the three of us, we fucked with him for about 15 miles. (laughs) Just about ran him off the road. When you have, you know, when you're split up like that with different vehicles, you know, a lot of the times people will single you out, not realizing that you have backup with you. Right. And that's a big deal, you know?
1: And having uh, the communication like we talked right. about. You know, throwing the radios, <clears> one <throat> in each car. How cool are you then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and knowing how to use it. You know, just spend 10 minutes with the radios after you buy them. Right. Actually talk to people. Learn about the different channels or, mm-hmm. you know? We're so
2: used to using cell phones. But, you know, people have been using CBs for, hun- you know, The decades. Dukes a Hazard. Yes, I mean, how often has Crazy Cooter been there? You know, Cooter knows what's up. There
1: you go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just realize there's options and there's different things you know to stepping up your game. Now, speaking of stacking, stepping up your game, you know that Tac has been around for a little bit while, a little while. Mm-hmm. They've been a sponsor of this show. They've been taking care of us, and it turns out quite a few of you have actually signed up. And got a uh, subscription. Right. And with that, turns out they have a little bit more buying power now. Mm-hmm. And they're able to really, you know, pull in some great deals and get some good things that you guys might be interested in. Um, a lot of AR 15 gear, a lot of stuff for the gun guy. Right. They're looking out for you. So for $49.95 a month, they'll send you a monthly pack of premium choice selected. AR-15 parts, survival gear, different stuff that they're able to get the great deals on and they pick and choose. These are tactical professionals who are able to pick out the right gear for,
2: you know, that's going to pay off. So we had a, you know, one thing that I've noticed that I really enjoyed with TacPack is that every month I get a new knife. And I've got do like a good knife. I've got knives, you know, sheep foot knives for great for cutting. Uh, different Bowie knives. I believe there they, was a Sog multi tool right. recently. there's a. There, I have I have a plethora, plethora. You know, and I have always been somebody that that likes a good survival knife and a good pocket knife. Great, excellent, perfect. But I've had my eyes opened oh. to so many other possibilities, so many other possibilities. Knives with different there. different types of functions, different uses, and that's one thing I really enjoy with them every every month. They take care every of. month. There's a new, a new bladed uh, instrument.
1: They take care of you. So, you use the code badass. Mm-hmm. Let them know that you know we referred you, and by doing that, they're going to hook you up with a free gun cleaning mat. Because you know, our our brand buys you a little something extra, mm-hmm. and you know they might take care of you. So, something to think about. Also, you know, one of our listeners actually uh, was going to help us out. And I don't know if the last episode we mentioned, uh, you know, if you guys go and share your favorite Survival and Basic Badass podcast episode on Facebook or wherever you share things mm-hmm. with your friends. And I'm I'll not tell gonna... you what, even if you go and tell your buddy, hey, check out the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. I loved this episode. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Then send us an email at preppingbadass
2: at gmail.com. We'll take your word for it. We'll take your word for it, that mm-hmm. you help spread the word. Now, uh, I also want to mention, if you guys have a YouTube channel, okay, you can link us, but you can also post any of our YouTube videos on your channel. We're not going to ask for any compensation. No, that's We're cool. not going to complain that you're using our stuff. You can post any of our our episodes on your YouTube share channel, share the love, if you will. Yeah, do you know do right by you by doing right by us. And if there's something you'd like to see us do on YouTube, let us know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Kevin's got some new shirts he wanted to show off he got for Christmas. That's right. You know, yep. he looked extra handsome. His beard's mm-hmm. coming in a little bit. Right. He wanted you know cover you up the patchy. I had on.
2: lost some beard hair from syphilis, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> the patches are starting to fill back in. So if you got something you want us to talk about, we could maybe work something out. Yeah. Another thing but- that, that we've been working on uh, with lately is uh, Freedom Whiskey, the oh. Freedom Whiskey Company. We
1: did drink some whiskey We did tonight. drink some whiskey.
2: Yeah, it was superb.
1: Superb. It yeah. is a nice smooth blend. Um, I do like the Freedom Whiskey. It's fantastic. Now, what we were going to say with the, uh, if you share the love about the podcast and you email us, we will send you out a prepping badass or a sorry, a tack pack gun cleaning mat
3: Mm-hmm.
1: courtesy of uh, we're working with, you know, our friends out there. Right. And we will take care of you. So share the love on that. Also, even if you don't want a gun cleaning mat, share the love about the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy from the beard show, he was like, oh, my bartender told me about it. If you're a bartender, why aren't you telling your customers about the Survival and Basic Badass podcast? That's what I'm talking about. You know, you can also help us out by leaving a review on iTunes, or maybe you just want to share the love and support us on Patreon.
2: Patreon Patreon.com, Slam Prepping Badass. Yeah, now we try and and keep... A lot of the podcasts I listen to are awesome. They'll... they'll, Yeah, well, they'll interrupt in the middle of the episode to do commercials. We're good about that. They'll spend fifteen minutes doing commercials in the beginning that I have to, you know, you skip know, my through. You don't do a lot of commercials. Shutting off
1: the episode five right. minutes ago, so they didn't have
2: to hear this. They didn't have now. to hear the, epi- the the commercials. But this is we when the real gold happens. Yeah, we really do our best to keep the commercials down to a minimum,
1: very minimum.
2: So donating to Patreon is a is Helps a great keeps, way to keep us the light on. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Kevin does use LED bulbs. However. However. You know, it still takes a little bit. I you still know, get electric bills. He still gets an electric bill, mm-hmm. and this is New York, so. That's right. Um, so if you guys want to email us on any ideas, uh, email us at preppingbadass.com. I try and get back within a week at at most. And- If you're working on something awesome and you
1: want to tell Kevin about it, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance we're going to talk about it here.
3: Right? If you're like, let me know.
1: I make custom assless chaps that are awesome
2: for preppers. I will. I will tell people to buy a pair, and I will buy a pair myself. (laughs) There you go. So
1: I mean, you know, whatever it is that you're all about, whatever you you do at home,
2: if you're starting a, a business where you make, you know, make things at home, make custom made things. If you do anything like that, let us know. We're not going to charge you anything. We'll we'll Community. Give you a shout out. We're here to work with yeah, you. We'll connect your uh, website. We'll, Maybe you want an awesome sheath like from Spanny Blades. Spanny Blades makes some fantastic, some fantastic sheaths, and and customizes some. He fantastic actually made knives.
1: one for the Badasses one day.
2: Right. So I still have it. It's fantastic.
1: Fantastic. So, with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next
2: week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.